0: Welcome in to the KSR Football Podcast. Nick Roush and Adam Luckett here with you. Hanging out on a Monday night to get you ready for National Signing Day. It's a busy time around the Big Blue Nation. We're going to be taking your questions on KS Board. Talking about some of the prospects the Cats are adding on Wednesday. The latest intel from the transfer portal and a whole lot more. But Luckett, I got to start. We we were going to have... I mean, technically it's a 6-0 start, but I told people on Twitter, X going to give it to you this morning, ride with the Monarchs. ODU is the, the right play here. Western's got a bunch of opt-outs. They're going to be a dead man walking. And you know what? I was I was right until I wasn't because anybody that says that bowl season's bad luck, it, just show them that game. And if they don't like that game, they can get the hell out of here. That was That was crazy. Yeah. (laughs) That is up there for maybe in
1: the last decade, one of the most memorable bowl games that I've watched. Um, And WKU already had one of those in that Bahamas Bowl. Yeah. With the Hail Mary or whatever. I mean, that that, that was pretty wild. Uh, I mean, Old Dominion, like Ricky Ronnie, like how do you lose that game, man? How do you lose that
0: game? I know you shouldn't fire somebody, but I think they it was five turnovers for us if I'm not mistaken. They were up twenty eight. Four nothing. in the first half, yeah. They were up twenty, and then they were up by twenty one in the fourth quarter. I I had um, it was great too because it was on a Monday. It was uh, sponsored by uh, something we had never heard of, and so you capped off a twenty eight point comeback with uh, a win in overtime. Back to back blocked kicks. <laughs> Either one, uh, I guess the second one couldn't have sealed it. And then you celebrate by just partying in a bunch of toast. Like, it was it was the most bowl game bowl that's ever bowled. Um, I, 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 the, the Western Kentucky Billy's Watch Party was happening underneath KS Bar, and I was r- cheering for the Monarchs the whole way, sh- shouting upstairs when the, and they are making big plays. And my man Scoots just mushed it. He mushed a bet so hard. It was the point where he texted and said, "Thanks for the tip," and I said, "Scoots, it's just the fourth quarter. It's twenty-eight to nothing. This thing is safe. It is locked up. ODU minus five. He's even saying in the second half, and it just, whew, man. What, well, as you like to say, Mr. Luckett, What, what a sport. Fourth what and goal sport. from the sixteen. Converts the third-string quarterback.
1: I mean, just incredible.
0: Shout out to Kaden Veltkamp, though. South Warren product. Yeah. That was a." It was a cruddy
1: name a couple cycles ago, people talked about. Sure, yeah. yeah.
0: So, wild, wild start to bowl season, but we're not counting the unofficial official picks. I guess we'll give out some more picks this week if, whenever we figure out time. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow, luck it. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, if you want to get in on the action with these bowl games, with Monday Night Football that's happening, um, lots of football all the time, everywhere, almost every day. I think Wednesdays our only day off. Just download the prospects app. It's very easy daily fantasy sports. You pick your squares, you go for a little bit more, you go for a little bit less, you string together a couple wins, and you can win big. Just download the app. Promo code KSR. They're gonna match your first deposit 100 percent up to 100 bucks. Win big with Prize Picks this bowl season. Where just they're they're happening all the time. 2:30 on a Monday. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. So go ahead. Make sure you got the prospects app ready to rock, ready to roll, and win some dough today. Look we'll it. We're here to preview National Signing Day.
1: Nick, um, are you ready for the draft in the middle of free agency? Free agency while we get ready for the postseason. It would just finish the coaching
0: carousel. Well, we didn't really even finish the coaching carousel. <laughs> I mean, I guess we have, but
1: so, oh yeah, I mean we've got. Uh, whatever's going on over there uh, at Kentucky, <laughs> taking a month to hire a coach that they've they've probably known for a while. So, um, which they're busy. Well, I mean, they got what, a lot of stuff going on.
0: That's what they do. They just take a, like yeah. a month. It's like, all right, we know Liam Collins are gonna come back. Seven weeks later, he's hired. <laughs> oh man.
1: Yeah, it's just I, it's sad, really, that like Saturday is here and it's just. It just—it's here. I mean, it's nothing. It's almost—I mean, I'm not going to say it's not a blip on the radar, but it's not—it's not what it should be.
0: Kentucky that essentially that sucks. taking the approach like we're going to make this. It's—it's. It's, I mean, there's so little drama. Um, usually, you had a couple guys late, and and you know we'll get into a few where there are maybe some late battles, but. I mean, it's almost like all right. Let's get everybody good and locked up early. So like December, we'll just focus on the portal.
1: Yeah, Iowa. I was listening to a podcast this week. I was trying to see like who are they going to hire at offensive coordinator. Um, Paul Chris has got some buzz there. Just FYI. Um, yeah. But on that podcast, they had. Of um, he does. <laughs> oh, um, <God. laughs> they had the guy. Or, uh, that guy had Iowa on three. Tom K. Kurt, I believe his name. Yeah. I think yeah. that's right. Um, he was on there and. It's pretty much like, yeah, they've just had every commit since July. They haven't added anyone. They've just had their class, and Kirk's not going to do the search until after the bowl game's over. I mean, it's just like you. I mean, we complain, but you, that's they've got nothing. I mean, everything. The haze in the barn, and Kentucky's. It's kind of similar. They're not doing anything in the portal right now. Iowa isn't, and so that's where they're at. And then here, yeah, it's just we. It's just weird. It's very very. Oh, well, uh, strange, but it is what it is.
0: Especially because, you know, uh, you were probably more into it pre like I, you know, I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to signing day before I started this job and then It's just know, a
1: celebration. I mean, it's the biggest day of the off-season and it was like yeah. that for a long time.
0: It and was a had, big You even had like a whole month of January for like a lot of guys were committed, but then you spent the month kind of getting to know them. Like you'd write, you'd interview these kids, you'd write stories on them, and right. like it was just it, everything kind of built towards it because you finally like the season was actually over, so you were looking forward to what's next. And now it's just it happens all so fast. Like between your your Rusty Manzels, your Matt Zenitzes, your Pete Nakoses of the world, Chris Hummers, like dude, what are these? Do they do they sleep? Like how? What yeah. are they? I don't know how they—they're like um, it's like the dude from Red Zone, um, whose name is Scott Cameron. Hansen. They're basically Scott Hansen for a month straight, where it's just like uh, just can't no breaks because if I do something's gonna happen. I mean, it's 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 anarchy, absolute anarchy.
1: Yeah, it's it. needs to be fixed to have all of this in a like. A two-week time window, essentially. It's just – it's insanity. It's it, utterly insa- – uh, and then if we're going to have – if they're going to have these classes locked up in July – Just sign them in. Can we do some on August 1st? Just yeah. like before the season starts.
0: You also brought up on Twitter, too, why – why are they having a dead period for portal visits when kids are still entering the portal? Like, what?
1: <laughs> well, then it – they can, read, they can start visiting again January 3rd. But that just creates another crunch because when the winter semester starts, so you probably have to – now, what Big Z has taught us is these rules are meant Boys. to be broken mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to getting guys in school. But uh, you want to get them in here for spring practice, and at least for your winter conditioning workouts, right? Because uh, they're here to play football, like Brock Vandergriff um, told Jacob Polachek. Uh and so you want to have you want it to happen pretty fast, and then it just puts you on a time crunch again. Instead of maybe, you know, letting them visit it right now. But hell, they need the time off to prepare for this bowl game or the bowl games people are playing, right? Yeah, like there's yeah. been a no time with the team.
0: Ah, I, I know. I know everything is much different at the G five level. But like, what are? I know some people they even have their. National signing day headquarters, like in a hotel ballroom while they're getting ready for the yeah. game. You yeah, know? I
1: think, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the portal has helped them out in the regards that the Kentucky's and the other second tier SEC programs are not um, necessarily poaching their class like they used to. Mm, right. Yeah. There was always a Kentucky would go flip a, a late G5 guy or something like, you know. They're late. Um, Yannick Smith is a guy they recruited. who's committed to East Carolina. Five years ago, he probably ends up in Kentucky's class, but they're looking Portal instead. Uh, guys like that, so I think they, they're more like what well, I talked about Iowa, where I think most of their class is just locked up, right? And I think they move down at that level. I, those people move slower, our people, those schools and programs move slower, I think, in the Portal because it's Similar to NFL free agency, and the big dogs go first, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, and then you kind of have the trickle down effect, where you get the tier B, tier C, tier D free agents, and that's kind of how it works to me in the portal. Uh, you had the big guys getting in first, and that's who everyone's trying to figure out. Quarterback's a big one, right? Like yeah. whoever's going to pay Cam Ward millions of dollars, they're going to have to figure out how much money they left at, have left after they pay him to go after other players. Uh, and so I think there's a trickle down effect to that, and I think that works its way to the G5. So they're probably more operating January third, that yeah. that, and then in the spring. Uh, so I think that's probably how that plays out for them. Would be my would be, be how I would think it kind of works there.
0: We've we've already got because look sense. at the
1: Kentucky guys who are going to go G5. They haven't gotten picked up by anyone yet, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like you're looking at uh, Grant Bingham. Potential Martes thrower, those are probably G5-type players, just as an example, and they haven't been picked up yet. I just think that move's a little slower for them.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, we, we've already got some great questions pouring in. Um, I want to get to the ones on KS board, but uh, Derek brings up a good point because we're, we're seeing this a lot on the message board, and I think it is clear to – state kind of how things work because he brings up that Ole Miss is killing it in the portal and uh, Matt G just wanted to know how our class stacks up against the rest of the SEC and I I think it's important to note that there's a lot of um, anytime a kid commits you just forget about the guys that you got because there's a more recent one right like it's very much a kid on Christmas you're just you the next present is the best one Um, and that's I think the mindset of a lot of folks because I think it might have changed, but before, like Sunday morning, I want to say that only Ole Miss and South Carolina had more portal additions than Kentucky. Um, and Kentucky's got high-quality guys as well. Um, I, I hadn't done the math as of late, but the 1-3 portal tracker goes incoming and outcoming based on how they, they rank their guys. Kentucky's been in the top five. Now they're eighth, I want to say. In there, So um, I, I heard you kind of talking out loud there. But long story short, I think it's done pretty well. And I think there's also something that you've got to rem- remember too. You mentioned it with quarterbacks. Because there's a lot, a lot of people, why aren't they going after top flight edges? Why is Ole Miss getting all the edges? You're dealing with a salary cap, or we don't know what the, the cap like Yeah, cap that's, a bit, that's the hardest
1: part of all of this to me. And why we it's, don't know fr- it's really frustrating to cover and follow because of that.
0: Because you don't know what cap space is available. But what we do know is that Kentucky's – they signed two offensive tackles last year and a quarterback. They signed a quarterback, a high school quarterback. They're trying to get an offensive tackle from the portal. I don't know what's going to happen there. That's the one big mystery remaining. But then they're also really invested in top flight edge talent in the high school recruiting class. Like, you can't get a top flight edge from the portal and a top flight edge from the recruiting class. One, it just doesn't, it didn't make sense even before, nil. But two, from salary cap purposes, those are your big three positions. They take up a lot of cap space in your budget. And I think that's one thing that, like, you just, you, 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 you have to be cognizant of it, even though, like, we can't be Adam Schefter here and talk to you about. Well, they've only got so much room for dead cap. And, like, you know, you hear that kind of those talking points during the offseason. And fans can, NFL fans can accept that because they know the numbers. We don't know the numbers, but there is kind of, you know, you only got so much money to go around, right? And I think that's what we saw with some of these late uh, defections. You know, Elijah Groves is one in particular. Um, Lorenzo Cowan might have been that as well. I mean, is just as much as anything, they had a lot of edges, too. Uh, kind of guys cutting the same cloth. So uh, You had to
1: pay a quarterback this cycle.
0: You had to pay a high school and a portal quarterback.
1: You had to pay a quarterback. And that takes a sizable chunk of your available money pie.
0: You're like, signing you just... one instead of drafting one like you just
1: you you, you just have (laughs) yeah you're paying the kirk cousins franchise tag tax right uh so you just have to remember that in this i think you've i mean you got to move slow on this and you also got to look at scholarship distribution to me nick
0: Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) like
1: they've got 800 edges on the on the team uh, next year right and like, Some
0: of them got to be good. Like, the, guys, one of them has to be good.
1: Guys, J.J. Weaver hasn't announced yet. Like, okay, if he's here on the team, <laughs> they're not going to go get an edge. I mean, they might go get maybe like swing on maybe a G5 guy that maybe. could bend the corner, right? Uses like a specialist, like a Dave Rem Rainer type addition at mm-hmm. that position. Uh, but I don't, you know – I. I don't see that happening right now. I just think there's they've got other needs and they're addressing those. But it's hard to say they have this or that. Nick, we just don't know. We, I mean, they're they're playing with monopoly money as much as far as we know. I mean, like it's just hard to it's hard to handicap and predict and, con- and put context around and project because you just don't you just don't know. It, to me, at the end of the day, it's like add good football players you're going to start for your team. Like if you're doing that, like just not over. Let's don't overthink it. If they add starters, they get four or five starters out of this class. All right, good job, guys. Yeah. Um. Uh, and let's move on. I mean, and if we really want to, we'll get into it in the off season. But I mean, nothing really matters unless Brock mm-hmm. Vandegrift is good. Uh, yeah. Which, because they could face they could face a gauntlet next year. I mean, what's South Carolina could get Malik Murphy, who wasn't great. As the starter this year, but someone people are really high on, or they could get KJ Jefferson, who's finally in the portal now. Um, so we don't know. They can, they could have a great quarterback or a good quarterback I, situation.
0: I loved when I was hearing the AJ Swan stuff, where I was like, Oh yeah, go there, yeah. AJ. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, I, I mean, we just don't we just don't know. We you just kind of have to play out the string here, and that's what's hard with the portal. It's because you have two big windows, right? I think it's important to remember who Kentucky added. Um, in that second window last year. Uh, now that one, Nick, that one to me feels like less nil, totally driven. That second window, because mm-hmm. you're you're dealing with more type of role players, kind of guys stepping up, yeah. like yeah, you know, guys who didn't play somewhere else, right? So mm-hmm. Ben Chrisman, uh, guys like Jansen Dunn, guys like that, and those are more depth adds. Wherein I think more of the early one you're looking for more starters. So like just this one example, they added four star or er, three starters, and then Raymond Cottrell's is more of a long term play. But they got three starters. I think early on you're looking for starters, and that's where most of your money is going. Right. And then after that, then you fill in the whatever the rest of your needs are. And Mark Stoops addressed that last week when he talked about. How it's nice that you know you have another portal window, so you have time to kind of. Um, do some trial and error uh, to see what you have in the spring and see if you need to maybe come back and revisit something.
0: Well, um, we need to somewhat redirect our attention. We'll get to the most recent stuff. But did want to remind you, though, that we are brought to you by Justice Dental. Great friends over at Justice Dental. Visit them online, justicedental.com. Book your appointment. It's easy. It's convenient. It's your one-stop shop for all your dental needs. Whether you're trying to get your teeth straightened out Trying to get your teeth pulled out, trying to get your teeth cleaned, they got you covered. Doc Thompson, Doc Justice, they're the best in the business. Two locations in Lexington, very convenient. JusticeDental.com. Give them a try today. So let's let's just talk about the the last, the late ads, right? You mentioned the four right there that Kentucky did get. We got some surprising news with Trevin Wallace. Announcing early that he's entering the NFL draft, and I—I I don't want to say Kentucky urged him. I don't think that was the case, but I think if he was on the fence and leaning one way, they were just like, "Dude, don't, don't, what, don't, don't let us play this limbo game, like, like The be- draft
1: results were gonna be bad this year uh, <laughs> if Trevin didn't go. That gives him another draft pick. Not to say that's why he went, but we were looking at Ray Davis at the combine, Nick, and then we would have just been, hey, oh, yeah. you know, maybe <laughs> maybe uh, Andrew Phillips is there, but uh, I mean, Jeremy Flax I could see him getting up to the combine, but like,
0: yeah, yeah, there's
1: the, not the draft, the draft this year might it's my draft guide for KSR might not be too deep,
0: yeah, um, maybe five hundred words, um, yeah, <laughs> but. Trevin ultimately decides, like, I, I think he. this was always a part of his plan, and even though the production wasn't quite there this year, like, he got off the hot start, got a little banged up, and then struggled. I I, I I, really wanted to see him go, you know, come back for another year. But if you were to go, they didn't want this to be February, and he announces, right? Like, if you if you think you're going to go, just go, and we'll find somebody. Yeah, and absolutely. less than 12 hours later, Uh, Jamon Dumas-Johnson is on campus uh, for an official visit. He was an All-American in 2022 at Mike Linebacker. Uh, Dick Buckus Award finalist is one of the three inside linebackers in the country. And first and foremost, this could be huge if they land this guy, right? But I I do think it is important to note that he is uh, much more of a Mike Linebacker, North-South run stopper. He he doesn't play the way Trevin plays, going side to side. It's he's he's kind of the yin to Trevin's yang, but he still pretty, had some pretty decent havoc stats, um, just blitzing a gaps like he did this year against Kentucky. But a really quality quality player who is an All American, and you just don't find those uh, yeah. out there. Like you just, I'm not not to say they would have just lucked into this, but he he visited Auburn on Sunday and. Who is it that wants him in January? Wants him to hold off and wait till January? I doubt that. Florida happen. State. Yeah, I, I mean, it's in there. Like I don't know why you would wait and visit. Like if you want to go to Florida State, just go to Florida State. You know, I, but yeah. whatever.
1: Um, um so. just to compare this in NFL terms, this this guy's a cap casualty. He gets hurt. Yeah. They bring I'm a top 100. Off. They bring a top 100 recruit, CJ Allen, true freshman off the bench. He plays well. He looks like the future at Georgia. Mm-hmm. If he they bench him, or if he's number two in the spring, CJ Allen, they risk that he could Losing leave. Him. Yeah. So they they just that they're taking. The, I'm sure they had a conversation with Jamin Dumas Johnson. Was pretty much like CJ's going to be open the starter spring football, and you're going to be kind of our third linebacker. And Dumas Johnson has been thinking, I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. so I'm out of here. Um, so it's not necessarily a guy Georgia wants to lose. Now, Nikki was a second-team All-American. I'm not sure he was the top-five linebacker in the country that year. Um, we, but when you talk about picking All-American teams, but there's no denying he's one of the best linebackers in that, off-ball linebackers um, in the SEC. Um, good in the box. He's got enough athleticism, I think, to play out get outside and do stuff you want him to do. Pass coverage, I think he's pretty solid. Like, Nick, to me, from of-the-moment impact, this would be up there with Wando Robinson and Devin Leary as far as a transfer portal recruiting win for Kentucky. Like, that's how big – like, it'd be like, oh, Kentucky got that guy. That's a big deal. This guy is no doubt plug-and-play starter on defense – yeah, seventy five. He's gonna be one of the better, better tackles. Yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> and he's gonna be a draft pick. And when he goes in the third or fourth round, um, it'll say Jamin Dumas Johnson, Kentucky. And so uh, this is a potentially a big a big get for Kentucky. And like the leadership vibes, for, he was a leader on that defense. Yeah. yeah. And De'Eric jo- Jackson is a quiet kid, right? Yeah. He's not the the vocal kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I think this would be a great guy to pair with him uh, because he could come in and kind of be your – I think he's a better version of Jacquez Jones, really. I think that's what he could be for this defense, and it would It would be as good as you could do after losing to Trevon Wallace. You can make the argument that this guy has been a better college football. He has. He's been a better college football player than Trevon Wallace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be a really, I think, good get. And I do like Kentucky's strategy here, Nick, uh, what we're seeing in the portal. Um, at least so far, like S- SEC Big Ten flavor, these are the best two leagues. Yeah. And you're Let's getting get guys who, are, you know, have been in this league, maybe weren't good to play at a juggernaut. Let's get, get them in our system, uh, take a chance with them. And I don't – I, I like that strategy for Kentucky because if you're Kentucky, you're not trying to beat Ohio State and Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. I want to beat Missouri. I want to beat South Carolina. I want to beat Tennessee. Right, right. I want to beat Florida again. Now, those are the games you want to win. Uh, and so let's let's get some of these guys because they got a pretty good roster over there in Athens. And if some of these got good players are leaving, let's take advantage of a cap, you know, salary cap casualty. Um really, and I think he's a guy that if you were gonna spend money, yeah. I wouldn't advise spending a ton of money like the Chicago Bears at off ball linebacker. Um uh, but I like I think this guy's probably worth spending for a one year deal because that's where you're gonna have him. And so if you got the money, make it happen. I think he can fill a huge need for you as you kind of um, rebuild the reserves there in that linebacker room.
0: You recruited a ton from the high school ranks. Like, you just have to – Yeah, Devin Smith and Grant
1: Goffrey are two kids I really like. Mm. And I think you're going to be starters here. I think Grant Goffrey needs to play inside linebacker. Um, But I'm not a coach or a scout. Uh, But, Mm. like, those guys long-term I would be willing to bet on. Uh, so, like, this buys you time, I think, to get them kind of ready, right? And mm-hmm. then they find – and you have the third right there with Rainer. I think that's, you know, a good three there for Kentucky. And then if you can find – develop some of that depth, we will see if Javit Brown played on special teams a lot. So there's some trust built there with him. And so we'll just see where see where they can get. But uh, I think this guy would be a really good fit, and I think he would play a big role if Kentucky can get him. It's a significant recruitment. And if he – if they land him, he's the biggest defensive player, big biggest recruiting win in the transfer portal era they've gotten, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can None come to mind defensively. Yeah, um, you're talking
1: Keaton Smith, Jacquez Jones. Yeah, really, Keishon like Silver had a
0: high high school rating, but nobody. Yeah, but he did Yeah, Kentucky... he didn't play. Right. Right. Uh, that was a good
1: eval for Kentucky. I mean, he's going to be a multi-year starter here.
0: Yeah. Um. But to, uh, to get back to it, the, the the hard part about Dumas Johnson, too, is there. he's not very chatty. Folks around him aren't very chatty. So trying to get a good read, like you, you basically are playing poker hands with how coaching staffs feel about certain players. And, you know, <laughs> um, good luck reading through those tea leaves. But I would anticipate that we're going to hear something in the next 24 36 hours. So you won't have to wait too long to find out more. Um, Somebody worried about Hugh Freeze uh, being the cheater that he is. I mean, Hugh Freeze was cheating when cheating was illegal, and now everybody gets – it's perfectly above board. So he he doesn't have that extra card working in his hand this time around. So uh, we'll we'll see how all that plays out. Um, Kentucky also hosted a couple of offensive linemen. Once again, I can't get a good read if anything's going to happen there or not because um, they had the Arkansas kid last week, Devin Manuel. And mm-hmm. then Florida's Jalen Farmer, who Kentucky had a shot with in the high school ranks, but uh, the coaching turnover there kind of cost them. So, I don't know. what You're just kind of like, well, maybe they have a shot, but I don't really know. All the guys we've heard about are just kind of going elsewhere with the offensive line. So, that that doesn't sound Yeah, right.
1: most of the guys on uh, KSR's big board, yeah, that are at tackle, they have committed somewhere else. Um, Montavious Cunningham, Virginia Tech. Carter Smith went back to Indiana, which is one I really liked. Really hoped they could get him, but that's not going to happen. Drew has a party. Um, committed to Washington today. Nick Spencer Brown, Michigan State guy who entered early, who I think Kentucky showed some early interest in. Um, he ended up at Oklahoma. Um, Jonathan Mendoza was a the guy they were kicking the tires on. Committed to Louisville. Um and then Howard Sampson today also committed to TCU, and he was a the guy they offered from North Texas. So, yeah, guys are coming off the board fast. Um, Devin Manuel's a name. Michael Tarquin's a name. Uh, but that's kind of where we stand right now. You know, Jalen Farmer's a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so And then Luke Newman was a tackle who I don't believe he's committed anywhere, a Holy Cross transfer that was linked to Kentucky. And that's just where we're at right now. I mean, the early returns on the tackle recruiting are, is not super promising, I would say.
0: No. Mm, not, which not has that. kind of been a theme. Yep. yep. We're going to see that when we talk about some of the, the high school kids as well. Um, which, might as well go ahead and talk about the high school kids. Zone. I mean, National Signing Day is technically for them. And Kentucky's currently got 20 commitments in the 2024 class and let's check the latest rankings 23rd still holding strong there uh, which we're going to talk more at length about we're, we're going to kind of give them their shine on Wednesday um, but it, it is you like the top half like there's there's some you can see some future starters developing from this group and then they're taking a lot of chances on trade so we'll get more to that later but as far as potential late ads uh Cam Dooley is a former Missouri commit that's going to be announced on Wednesday. And uh, it, it, things are trending in the right direction for Kentucky in that regard. Um, so, you know, there, there could be at least one actual something-something on signing day for you like it. I don't know if Stoops is going to hold up the presser so he can get the, the piece of paper, though, and say anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're going to have
1: uh, Keontae go in. level of intrigue on Wednesday.
0: No, don't. Which, man, you want to talk about a strange 24 hours that was. That was Thank a busy God day to for you. you. Thanks, Thanks, God. To your house. Yeah, because if not, like, God. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick, um, Kentucky 27th in average star rating in I-3's industry ranking. Um, it's 14th in the SEC, Ahead of Mississippi State and Bandy. Um, 13 of the top 25 classes are in the SEC. I mean, this is just what Kentucky it's is different. up against. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah um i want to apologize to our watchers on youtube i keep making a weird face it's because i'm like holding back yawns where you're just like so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna just apologize in advance uh the driving through the snow a little bit more taxing than normal so uh i'm gonna blame it on that we had bull prep a lot of stuff going on there i loved uh liam cohen just Basically everybody just taking a big dump on the ACC because they should. The ACC is a garbage conference, and all these yokels who are just like, oh, ACC's record against other teams—they don't play real football. But uh, I just—I love the Clemson's built like an SEC team, not like the rest of the teams in that league. Like they—they they actually have depth in the trenches. They—they they have good players in there, um, which is why, you know, Uncle Jeff can can get a bunch of G5 guys because they, you know, they're good until they. Get- Legit power five corners. Jamari Thrash beating press against Florida State and Miami. Clemson, no. Can't against the rest of those guys though. So uh, big old suck it to Louisville. I know uh, the Cards are eating some headlines, um, but they're the worst. We need to talk about another rival though, like it because another development that happened Thursday when our friends at Vault reported that Willie Rodriguez was in fact taking an official visit to Tennessee for the final recruiting weekend of the calendar year. And when Willie was tweeting out offers from Tennessee and Auburn late, you kind of, you know, we were told, ah, don't worry, you know, and we kind of got the impression that it was almost like Vince was wanting him to just kind of like, hey, show everybody that like all these schools want you, but they can't have you. Well, it turns out there was a little bit more interest than we initially thought. He ends up making it to campus despite um, the big dog going up and paying an in-home visit up there on Thursday. Uh, are, are you concerned at all about a late flip um, from Willie Rodriguez to Tennessee?
1: Yes. But I think if I had to pick right now, I think Kentucky would be the pick. Um, Jeffrey Lee of Auburn on three is even reporting that Auburn is trying to push to him to delay so they can get him on campus in January. So not to sign in December. Uh, So, yes, I'm up, you know, he took an official visit. I mean, five days before signing. And he, Kentucky went up there, Nick, talked to him and he went anyway. Uh, And that visit was to try to probably try to stop that. I would imagine. So, I mean, we'll see. I think. Again, I think if I had to pick right now, I would say Kentucky. But there is some worry, worry there.
0: Yeah, and part of the if you if you try to get all the dots out there on your scatter plot and then connect them, right? One thing you got to remember is Kentucky slow played this recruitment, and Arkansas, South Carolina, some other schools offered him Virginia Tech,
1: Purdue, yeah,
0: and cats were a little bit later they go up there they issue the offer you know right away and i think he's on campus for an official visit a couple weeks later with cutter bowley and co and i think cutter and the other guys uh, i don't want to say peer pressure but you know you kind of it's easy kentucky to
1: be- pushed for that commitment i yeah. think they didn't want to mess around there
0: yeah yeah they wanted to get it done and I, you know, I think Kentucky remained pretty confident. And then when these other schools come in late, it it just it always felt like to me that Willie wanted to be recruited a little bit more. Uh, now, that's just kind of a gut feeling, and this lines up with it. But I think the reason why I'm with you, ultimately, it's just like, I feel like Vince has done this before. I've just got to, if, if there's one person on this coaching staff that I'm going to put some trust in who's it's his position room for an in-state kid. If anybody's going to get it done and hold these schools off, it's going to be Vince and it would cap off his best recruiting class without a doubt. I mean, we can go through it all. We're going to go through it all on Wednesday, but like B Rob, Teron Nichols, the Smith twins. I mean, like, he's doing some heavy, heavy lifting here. Absolutely. And you know what? That's, that's probably why Willie, I don't want to say became an afterthought, but, you know, like, that's that's probably why he wasn't getting recruited as hard as he probably would have liked. So, I, I ultimately, you know, there was some uh, report from the Tennessee 24-7 guy that he left early uh, from his official visit. And, you know, there was, maybe things weren't as sunshine and rosy as they initially thought. Uh, down there, so I, you're you're not getting a, a confident bunch that's ready to talk a bunch of smack uh, coming off the heels of that visit, and I think it's because they know that it's it's it, it's going to be tough. They've they've kind of teed it up for a flip, but it um huh, Vince, this is, this is where you make your money, buddy. <laughs> right, this is, this is where he he earns his his rep. Is, is holding yeah. on to guys like this late. Because the, the one thing, too, like it, is we, we've seen this happen before where, you know, schools are pulling late for some of his guys and he's able to hold on.
1: Yeah, it's happened before, right. Yeah. Uh, but Vince j- did just do some chest pounding for the Jordan Dingle development. Yep. And so, I mean, there's a, definitely a recruiting rivalry, I think, between him and that Tennessee staff. I think that's pretty apparent.
0: Uh, I and mean, We'll see how it shakes out. The Tennessee fans just calling him. The, uh, the he's not man. a popular
1: guy on the uh, the VolQuest General Quarters <laughs> message board. No, not a popular not like guy. Him. No.
0: <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, we're doing a fifty percent off sale right now for an annual sub. Like it's it's a lot of fun. Just hop on. You can read stuff like the VolQuest message board. I haven't hopped on. What's what's happening over there in uh, Huskerland? I forgot what they call it. Are they all like? Just taking a victory lap today after we got the poem from Dylan Rayola. What a frickens! I haven't
1: seen that yet. I was a little busy <laughs> stuff, stuff the house when that all popped right, off. Right. Um, so I'll dig in that tonight probably. Um, I'm interested in when the money gets leaked out. How much they're paying him? Like, well, what's the coin here? Is it Nico money? I don't think that. I don't think that's happening again. I think that was kind of a. One off. As, yeah, I mean, and you saw how the Rashada one just kind of totally fell apart. I don't think we're get into that anymore, but it's definitely probably um, a lot to getting there, and then down the road when he's a starter, there's probably some, uh, some incentives in the contract. I would
0: imagine because I the, that's like you, you, they they talk about the asking price for Cam Ward being in the millions. Let's just. One to four, we'll just call it one point five for Cam Ward. Yeah, what I would, would say one and
1: change, a little bit of change. I wouldn't yeah. say it's it's closer to one than it is uh, two.
0: Yeah. So what do we? So what do we think it would be for Rayola? Like,
1: I mean, you got this is Nebraska's number one. Nebraska was desperate. It's the number one quarterback in the country. Mm-hmm. He's going to Georgia. Um, Ask Mark Stoops about Georgia. <laughs> Uh so Uh, there's obviously some coin there that it I mean, so I I would have to think three, four million.
0: But I but I think some of that is down the road though. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking total. Right, right, right.
1: But there is definitely you sign this line, you're getting a lump sum in Yes. Some some kickbacks in Lincoln, Nebraska. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He might own a hotel down there.
0: Um, Wasn't well, he can just in with his Uncle?
1: And then they oh, had the car. Mom. Didn't they? They had the car dealership tomfoolery with Kyle McCord, where he was going to sign there, and he was going to have this big deal with that car I think,
0: dealership. I think that was a fake. I think it was a fake. Deal. Oh, okay. Because it was real. they were going to call it the Honda McCord. Yeah, I I saw that and laughed, and then I realized I was like, wait, this. I don't think this is real. Could have Could have. I mean. There's a lot happening right now, it. It's easy to get got this time of the year. Um, and one thing we're not going to get. Could have been O'Shea
1: on. Chevrolet, for all I know. A little <laughs> little Giants reference there.
0: Oh, man. Uh, we need to make one more reference to our friends at game time. If you want to eat toast, if you want to uh, drink Cherubundi, I think that they're still a sponsor of a bowl game. If you want to They're the Boca taxes, Raton.
1: I'm not sure if they still are the
0: Boca Raton sponsor. Well, if you want to slay some taxes, get down to the Gator Bowl hot bowl games. Get out to go to the, watch the cats hang a hundred thousand on the cards Thursday night. Download the game time app. It's the fastest, easiest way to get last-minute ticket deals. I'm sure Louisville fans, they're they're gonna they don't want to go watch their team get killed. So just get on the game time app, download it. It's really easy. Two two simple taps. Bada boom, bada bang. The tickets are right there on your phone. And when you use promo code KSR, you're gonna get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Give the gift of tickets this holiday season with our friends at game time. Whether you're going to the Shane Gillis show, I know a lot of folks went to that uh, over the weekend. Uh, you want to go see a concert, whatever it might be. Game time, they've got you covered. And, of course, with bowl season. Gosh, the bowls, they're just so good.
1: Nick, so. I'm reading this poem right now, and this is something.
0: Yeah, I told you. It's something. It is. It's it's It's, it's, it's not as amazing as the the, the what you're going to get. When you get tickets at game time, but it's close. It's a very close. Game time, promo code KSR, $20 off your first purchase. Do you want to read it for us like it? Do you want a dramatic reading?
1: Yeah. In the realm of college dreams where purpose takes flight, enter Dylan Rayola, crafting his narrative in the night. Once lured by Georgia, where powerhouse glory gleamed, yet Nebraska's purpose in his heart brightly beamed. In the Scarlet and Cream, I had no idea they were Scarlet and Cream, where legacies entwine. Dylan, like Rogers, Rozier, and Crouch, a hero in the line. <laughs> no longer a cog in some powerhouse machine. Take that, Georgia. But a quarterback with an even grander ambition unseen. So fellow fans await with hope in the air for Dylan to choose, his purpose to declare. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're a, new dec- ah, we're a new dynasty in thralls. The best part about this is he talks about the cogs in the Nebraska machine. then oh, the Georgia and then machine. The ne- no, yeah. he talks about Rodgers, Rozier, and Crouch when Nebraska was just shitting out uh, <laughs> 500-yard rushing games. Uh, and then he says, "I'm not. I'm not a cog in a powerhouse machine." Okay, well, <laughs> those guys you just read were cogs in a machine.
0: You think he had a? You think he had Scott Frost's name in there? And they were like, "No, but you got to take that out. <laughs> like you can't, we can't mention his name anymore around here." Oh, oh man, that that's, Marcus that's,
1: Satterfield, man. Like he just these five star quarterbacks just keep falling to him out of nowhere. Who would have
0: thunk well, it. I'm sure it's going to end well for him. Uh, speaking of ending well ducky has got a receivers coach. They don't, but they do. This guy, I think we talked about him last week on this show. I don't know. We've been talking about him forever, as we alluded to. But Kill Shorts, that got leaked. Lucky was sitting there. I don't know. Were you talking to Leary when Football Scoop leaked that out? Um, uh, I know all the reporter like all the it people. Was on the actually, it was actually it was. It
1: was it was during a break.
0: In between but, people talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then
1: someone walked in right away, so yeah. I mean,
0: but yeah. It's they 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 had him in this weekend. Did the formal interview process. I'm sure it'll be finalized in no time. But what was nice is you could do the thing. Like we asked Cohen, "What do you think about your quarterback room?" So he could talk about his quarterbacks, just scribe <laughs> them without mentioning by that name. What which a, is what
1: a stupid sport this is. This is, is so, so stupid.
0: stupid and then he's in there and we're asking about like here's Doc Hill why do you like Doc Hill shorts but not don't say him by name because it's not finalized Um, and it was young guy who can not only show like hey I played I was really damn good recently like when you guys were playing football you know Seven years ago or something like that. I think he was West Virginia's leading receiver in 2015. And finished top five in program history there. Uh, went and was assistant with Holgo and then followed Holgerson to um, the Cougs in Houston. Um, but the other part of it that I thought was really important was Cohen – Essentially, half of his response was talking about the discipline on the room, the organization, and getting everybody on the same pulling the same rope. And the chat was talking about it a lot earlier. And there's one guy who sent like five messages in, like, "We've got Dane and Barry. Why are we getting more receivers?" Hey, they needed bodies, but B, they needed like legit competition there—legit guys that you can count on. And so, one thing you cannot say that Kentucky's not trying to do. They are investing in this passing game. They're investing dollars on the quarterback and the wide receivers. They got to do it with a guy who can get all those receivers, right, like on the same page, holding the same rope, heads out of asses, hands on balls in the same direction. They believe this is a guy for the job. I know you can take multiple routes here, but – as far as which we should go, but I think the developmental route was the right path. Now, the only question is, it's not a whole, Tank Dell was awesome when he was there, but Tank Dell is awesome. Like he was, he could have been rookie of the year. Uh, Well, you know, I mean, he was, him and his quarterback were the two best rookies on offense this year before he got hurt. So it's like, how much was that shorts? How much was it just Tank Dell being awesome? I don't know. But, if he can be that developmental coach, that disciplined developmental coach, then it's a great hire. But, like, it it has to work because you can't get a bad rate of return on all of this investing you're doing in the wide receiver room. You just can't.
1: Yeah, I think he hit most of that nail on the head. I think another part, Nick, they they couldn't spend a lot of money on this hire, right? Right. So, they, they shrink your talent there. Job pool, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where you're at. Uh, you'll get a guy who was, I think Houston retained him, it was never really announced that they retained him. Now, at least I didn't see that, so he was kind of a free agent. Um, Nick, last time they hired somebody off this Hogerson train, or it was a god daggone disaster. So,
0: well, if, if it would have worked, you would have loved it. On <laughs>
1: so, let's try <laughs> to avoid that. But I think. You, I think you mentioned credentials. I think there's reasons to like um, that. To me, to me, what that is is that I'm hearing the receivers just didn't listen to Woodward. Is what I'm hearing um, in between the lines there. Mm-hmm. Like they thought, you know, because this guy was just QC, and then you had a lot of young. You necessarily didn't have mature leadership in that room just because you had a lot of young guys um, in there. In he had a guy who was a first-time receivers coach for so this guy, even though he's young, he's more experienced in that regard. Uh, and, it, like, the playing that – because that, to me, what that says at all. The guy – I want a guy, like, one of the person who played that position because uh, you're coming from a guy who didn't play the position, He played quarterback. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I think there's, there's that there. I think there's well, definitely maybe uh, –
0: uh, it's going to be an interesting spring, I think, for that, that group. That, that's also been the only hire that really worked for him. And like if Lamar Thomas would have just worked more, like if he really wanted to do it, then that that might have been able to work. He got those guys playing pretty good ball.
1: Yeah, you just don't. I mean, but how much? Just don't know. Coach? The track record's not good here. No Higher no. receiver coach. So I mean, hopefully this can be the you know the slump buster. Uh, but they but you're right. They really do need him. They need him to be good, and they need this group to play well.
0: So look it. Um, Baker is hollering at you. Are you do we do we take questions or do you or do you gotta do you gotta tap in? Um uh we can go we can just, go for a little bit. Is there is he just is it just gonna be one of those nights? I I, I know think, those nights. sometimes it's just one of those nights. <laughs> it just sucks.
1: I think we'll be fine. We can go for a little bit.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get some questions on KS board. Hey, it's our pal Derek Terry. We used to talk to him all the time in those media sessions and then we would be bitching and moaning in between about, you know, the job, right? That's what that's what we do. Um, essentially, would we like national signing day return to f- February? Or actually is it good to have these classes locked up earlier? So I'll give you three options like it December, August, or February.
1: You have to pick one? It's only one?
0: Only yeah, only one.
1: I just don't know how you could do... I like I like I like the August idea, but I don't think you could sign a whole class thing because they still if, got a full-year school left.
0: If, if they did August and February, it could work.
1: Yeah. I think that's the move. I think that would be the best route.
0: Did you see Chip Kelly's whole deal?
1: It's, I didn't. Did about the point Boynton, the commissioner?
0: It. It's one of those things where he was joking in between talking about, like, I haven't thought of this at all, but, like, it's... It's actually pretty well thought out, right? Like, where yeah. he's just like, where he's like why, why should football, why should everybody have to do something different just when football is different than all the other sports? Like, essentially, it was just like, let's have all 130 football teams play each other. You, you have your own divisions. You can even sponsor the divisions, call it the Nike division or whatever. You right. Know, he's yeah. like, I don't, and it, it, it was pretty good. And he's like, and then you have commissioners Dukes
1: Mayo conference.
0: You have commissioners. You have different levels. Uh, it's 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 a good clip. If you haven't seen it yet, go out there. I'll put it in first. Yeah, I mean,
1: throw. they but, this yeah. sport is it's a year round sport now. Mm. Like there's stuff going. Like let's let's treat it like that and space stuff out. Um, like the conf- like we we joke on the conference release show, but I think that's good for the sport and like it drums up interest. I don't know that we need to do it in December. Like what stuff is going on? Yeah, like, could, but could you wait we put January? that? Can we put if you put that in February, Nick? Yeah, we're all watching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's like a, you know, it's like we don't get Oreos for three months, and then oh here's a here's eight Oreos you can eat. You're like hell yeah, let's dive in. And I I just think th- they could space it out and just make it better instead of like just everything is just shoved into this small window of time right now, and it's. Uh, it's information overload. It's hard for people to follow. Um, you I think, know what
0: the sport would not only would it be better served if you could somehow stretch it out, but you'd probably get a better product on the field if it wasn't just like the entire roster had to be assembled in a three-week window. I mean, yeah, and it,
1: it'd be easier to stay in the news in the public light, but not necessarily for a bad reason. Now they're in a the public light because look at these, like look at these yeah. eight hundred things are going on. These idiots over yeah. here in college football.
0: Yeah, we get, we're reading Dylan Rayola poems after Western Kentucky celebrated in toast. Like it's a crazy ass sport, and we, who we absolutely love it. Uh, Stephs wanted to know why we like, do we have any more secret visitors, and also why does it feel like defensive targets are being kept more hushed compared to the guys on offense? I just think defensive guys. So in general, uh, like some of the players I've known that have gone through the transfer portal experience when I talked to them about it. Essentially, most of them, most of them, they want to just be as businesslike and as quick in and out as possible because you don't want to get stuck, hung out to dry. Thing is with offensive players, we knew about a lot of those guys because they were wide receivers. Wide receivers like to talk. I mean, Raymond cotrell has got a visit video before he's going, right? Like, just, it's just how they operate. They're a little bit different than some of these offensive linemen. So, I, I think some of it is just by the very nature of it. And the other part of it, too, like, it, we heard Stoops talking about it. They weren't going to be big spenders on the defensive side of the ball. They said as much. And it's because the signing day on Wednesday that we're going to spend an hour talking about on Wednesday yeah. on 11 personnel, there's, there's some good ball players on that defensive side of the football that are going to play right away. Yeah. Um they mm-hmm. recruited well on defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's – I I think there's real reasons to get excited about the defensive class. I even think the secondary, Nick, you know, Terry Nichols was a huge win, but I even think these other guys, um, specifically Kwasheed Scott yeah. and Cam Dooley are kind of late bloomers in this class, and so mm-hmm. you've got to give them credit, I think, for getting in on both of those guys early and getting in those recruitments early. Um Kwashi Scott on three has him as a four-star prospect, top 300 player. Um, Cam Dooley, 247 Sports, named a four-star prospect today. So these are guys who, who can play. Um, and I think these are going to be really good finds. And you team them with Nichols and um, Quavo Marshall, who's a cornerback who has the size that I think they covet. Um, so I, I even think the secondary is something to get excited about. And then the front seven, man, you know, the, those Smith twins, dude, they're yeah. players. And that Gerard Smith is a badass I, man. I'm, I'm he's a curious badass. How
0: Gerard is like what? Because he's, I, I just, I just don't know what. Like some of them, I'm like, well, where do you, where do you line yeah, up? Too, but as we found out with Dion, like it don't matter. Just line his ass up. Like he'll go. Yeah. There's, you know? um,
1: I mean, I get some Josh Pascal vibes with that dude. Uh, he's just straight kick ass man. Um, so you're, he's going to figure it out, and they're going to figure it out.
0: Well, done, I'm getting some Jordan Wright from his brother, too. Where it's just like something, I don't know what. As, a, be. as
1: a player, yeah, I think yeah, that's a good. It's yeah, just I don't like, think that's a bad comp.
0: He's just like, he just is in the. Some awesome play is going to happen, and he's going to be in the middle of it. Like, that's just what yeah. he does.
1: He's, yeah, long, fluid athlete. Mm hmm. Who may, you know, pass rush we'll see. Um, but he's got some playmaking knack um, to his game. I think he's going to play next year i mean i get i'd get excited about them brian robinson i'm interested to see kind of where how big he gets and where he ends up going he's gotten,
0: he, he's gotten a lot bigger since we saw him were you at the camp with me when he was yeah there? yeah his, his
1: physique is totally different
0: than it yeah. was that and like time. i know some people might like the way he tweets right when he's like showing but like no like that that produces results and it's no joke what that kid's done just in a year and a half, right? And I'm sure that's, you know, just scratching the surface. Uh, Jason want to know the Smiths are, in fact, enrolling early. Um, we saw one of them, uh, Jacob, the edge, his uh, arms in a sling. He had some offseason shoulder surgery, but he'll be, they're, they're expecting him to be around for spring practice. I don't know how, you know, it might be a non contact sort of deal, uh, but he'll be there early to um, ride Nichols, too. Like that guy. Yeah. He 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 might just end up being their best secondary recruit in a long time. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, and that that's one thing that like I, we mentioned off the top. I'm just kind of bummed that like I don't have these like like you know when Freddie would do that signing day show, he would just throw these awesome facts at you. But like, hell, no, like I'm <laughs> like especially the stats about top ten kids from the state of Ohio because Nichols and B Rob are both top tens of the state of Ohio. Edwards was one of them. Bone was one of them. They haven't got many. And both of those guys checked those boxes.
1: Yeah, Kennard was up there. Mm-hmm.
0: Ooh, JT Davis on the board wants to know who's funding UofL's portal operation. Who is this Zach Soskin dude who's all of a sudden being mentioned in their recruiting class? Um, that guy's look at their
1: Look at their high school class. And you will see where they are valuing or committing resources.
0: Yeah. Stoops got asked about uh, the head of the Governor's Cup. Like, does does this game affect recruiting? And, I mean, he said it. I mean, he even said it out loud. Like, you know, they're, they're recruiting a lot of Portal guys. Like, Wolves doing its heavy lifting in the Portal. Yes. Um, and another point that Stoops and them are making, too. They can they can get away with that a lot easier in the ACC where your trench talent doesn't matter as much, right? Like they can have years like they had this year when the schedule lines up, where they don't have to. And you know what? They got good offensive on play because Brian Hudson was a nice hit for him. He had a COVID year, so they got two years out um, for him. I I do know that the Tyler Shuck. I don't it's a big gamble with the injury prone guy. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, and we um, saw. And it. then I think yeah. if
1: you, I mean, he would never really wow you, even when he was in the lineup. Right, I think it's fair to say he left Oregon for a reason. Texas Tech. It was never really, I would say, you know, he had some bright moments, but never something crazy. Um, and then receiver, white Colin Lacey and Corey Brooks were two good recruiting wins for them. Yeah, uh, both those I, guys are probably pretty the, good.
0: The so the idiot in the chat, like, oh, we got Alabama's best receiver. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure Alabama is crying crocodile tears because that kid left. Like, come on, he had a good year in 22. It was a good year, good for him. He's a good player, and you know what? That, he's the one of the few guys that they, um, like a Power Five guy that was a legit. That's proven. Yeah, pound.
1: that's played right. Yeah, they, 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 they got they, Jimmy Cat- they got Jimmy Calloway last year, but he didn't play at Tennessee.
0: And he was still, like, even just a three-star recruit out of high yeah. school. You know? yeah, uh, Like, most of their some, guys, they're, yeah. they're leveling up. Um, yeah. Who have but a even lot like, of productivity, you know?
1: Even, like, Grindo didn't really play at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they got Storm Duck, Cam Kelly from ACC schools, guys that had played.
0: Devin Neal, Baylor, he played, and he was pretty good for them this year. Really yeah, Devin biggest... Neal was more of,
1: like, a backup safety. And even, like, Cam Kelly and Storm Duck were kind of – lucky because Duck went to Penn State and was like, oh, they got first-round dudes here. I'm not going to play. Yeah. Uh, and so he entered the portal, and then Kelly was at Virginia and was like, these dudes stink at football, um, <laughs> so I'm going to go play at Louisville. And that's kind of how – and those, the, both those guys were, ended up being good for them. Uh, but most – and then Brownlee was good, but he was – I don't – Florida State was a little weird at the time. But they, they're doing a good job. You can't yeah. – like, they found uh, their it, model right now, and it's working.
0: And their, their biggest get was just getting Gelati back. That was huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's, he's a stud. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, we'll certainly spend some time in the NFL, which I think this was one piece of news that almost let us overlook like it because um, there has been a lot of it. But uh, Jordan Dingle, he dipped his toe in the portal and he dipped back in, returns to Kentucky. Isaiah Cummings did commit to Louisville. Um, I think a lot of people... Saw that coming. It Didn't happen right away, but uh, I think Wolves, they, they could use somebody for his. Run. I mean, Joey Gatewood caught multiple touchdowns for him this year, so three tight
1: ends. little has added
0: out of the portal. Yeah. Um, with Dingle, though, it was it was funny talking to Bates today about it because that that I mean, how many. Was Walker Wood one of the few portal guys that just decided to stay? Like, I don't remember. Can you remember any portal guys that entered for UK and then removed their name and came back? Like, I don't. It's a Bo very Allen? short list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Bo Allen. No, I don't. Not off the top of my head. No, I think this is. Uh, they had two in two weeks, you know? Yeah. Like, I think this up? is special case. Um, the dingled thing, Nick, is just kind of a sign of the times. Right. You do wonder, like. How does that work in a locker room? Right, the dude said, "Deuces, I'm out of here." Goes to Tennessee, comes back. How does that work? Uh, yeah. you know. but Especially I think it's just a sign of the times, Tennessee, right? Yeah.
0: But uh, uh, and that, that's essentially the way Bates put it. And I was like, "So did you bust him up any?" And he was like, "I'll just I'll leave that to Caddis. So the ass kicker is <laughs> going to take care of it. <laughs> Don't you worry?"
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, I just I mean. Yeah, I, I, what did Cohen say they were looking for in the portal, right? Leadership, kind of accountability, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, you know, now they needed him. You know, tight end depth was looking thin, and that's a, an attrition position. Yeah, yeah. So you, you definitely need him. He's a good player. Somebody's
0: injured in there; like they're going it, to get. It's just
1: happen. a unique situation. Like I, I imagine telling, I think twenty ten Mark Stoops that. I mean what would his big reaction be? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just but it's just different. Sport is
0: Oh man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um and this has been a crazy episode. It's only gonna get crazier here in the next forty eight hours. Uh, I need to go write about some of these kids, get some stuff ready for Wednesday. Got some stuff for tomorrow. Um there's just a lot. There's a lot happening. So I hope um hope y'all join us for us all. It's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a fun ride over the next 48 hours. And then, uh, man, Roosters is calling Wednesday night. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thursday, it it actually times out well having the uk L game on Thursday because then it's like, oh, we can kind of loosen up the belt a little bit and just watch the Cats hang a thousand on the cards. And I know we don't just talk basketball, but that was a freaking awesome Saturday. It was a fun I, game. Yeah,
1: I had a good Saturday. I have to say, <laughs> it's a good Saturday at the Luckin House.
0: Oh, what all the bets. The, the bets Eagles cash.
1: I, I got uh, Joe Montana, Jake Browning again. It was just <laughs> a fun experience all the way Dude, around.
0: Have you have you just like played that video on a loop of him throwing his helmet and said, That's "Oh what yeah, get for cutting my ass." <laughs> I sent someone last night. I I you know I didn't know I had a psychopath at quarterback.
1: I mean, sign me up. I saw someone tweeted that I uh. That's it, I'm buying the jersey right now. Uh, So, just enjoying it. Did not enjoy the offsides call. Took away pick six. Did not love that, but other than that, it was a fun um, hour and change there in the fourth quarter.
0: Oh, man, to have that, like, run right into the basketball game, too, and then Kentucky's up big, and, you know. Yeah, I mean. It got a little tight there at the end, but, like, To see that and then just,
1: you know, see Mitch Trubisky football follow that up.
0: I mean, it was just (laughs) – It was just
1: a fun Saturday at the Lincoln House, I have to say.
0: You know, the the Steelers fan um, help group at the – between me, Keith Farmer, and Jeff Drummond, it's more practices. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very good place right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean J- Drummond's already talking about like wanting Justin Fields, and I'm like, Jeff, get that- just we just had one Bears reject go and suck it up for a game. Do you really want to trade for another one? Like,
1: get get Duck Hodges on the bat phone.
0: God, what? Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the, the playoff race is a lot of fun, though. Like, yeah, it's a total you, you, you nightmare. Talk, but You talked about it. Like, yeah, trying to figure out the scenarios isn't fun. Like, I'm just kind of enjoying. And that, like, I I just hopped on the Steelers bandwagon. I don't care that much. So, like, just being able to embrace the playoff ride these last couple weeks where it's just like, playoff potential team versus playoff potential team. Like, man, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, I do feel for the Jags, man, because – they put a clinic on Sunday Night Football on how to just bad, blank man. up scoring. He had four scoring opportunities. He got zero points in the first half. As
1: someone who might have played that over, was not super thrilled with how that all played out. But, yeah, it was just, God, what are you, you What are y'all doing? You join a
0: field goal. You hook one. Trevor Lawrence just drops a ball. Yeah, in that was yeah. 17 Just go down. You're not getting the first down, dude. It, whew, they're... they're, they're, they're Spiraling, there. And, and then Ridley had, might had even a, lose the division now. Ridley had that
1: touchdown pass, and he kind of juggles it. So yeah, it was just it was like, man, what are y'all? Yeah, I know y'all. I felt like I felt like most of the game, I was like, Jags are gonna win this. Yeah. Like, even at halftime, I felt like the they're gonna win was this. Playing well, yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: and, and it just, gosh, I had three in the hook too, and you're like, well, if they just make some field goals, yeah. Sport, this is a great sport. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, hey, um, I don't know. Maybe we can try to break down some bowl games tomorrow. Like it. Maybe we can maybe we can get some plays together for next week. I don't know. We'll, maybe we can try to find some time. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, um, y'all better go Cats and y'all better uh, go Kroger.